Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the Snack Covenant, episode 281. And today, back with us to talk about another Queen of Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Our very special 25-year-old Icelandic son, Easter. <laughs> 26. 26, oh I'll have you know. They grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Sin and Sophie. Did you get New Year earlier in Australia? We, we got it up. We got it like a couple of hours earlier than you. Actually, Sophie's living in 2025 right now. Hmm. Oh, how are things? We still have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, Acer. Yes. For anyone who's new to the podcast, can you please tell a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? I make videos on a lot of older games on here on YouTube. I've been doing a lot of FromSoft stuff recently. I did a Bloodborne commentary. I'm currently working on a Sekiro one. Almost four hours in now. It should be out a few days before Elden Ring, hopefully. And yeah, I uh, got to know the two of you very mm-hmm. well because we collaborated on the Bloodborne commentary. Mm-hmm. Even though I got to keep all of the millions of dollars it made, it didn't. Today, we're talking about a very special queen. Elana, the squalid queen. And what does squalid mean in English? (laughs) There's actually an interesting story behind this. Okay. Because um, there's not actually a great deal about Elana in the game. So I was looking it up and... um, it was a very long, and I want to stress it was entirely, it was entirely sincere, and it was entirely earnest threat about how a synonym for squalid is having low moral standards. Lullaby and good night. Go to sleep, little dragon. Do 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 do. Oh, hello, Elana, the squalid queen here. I have no idea when this DLC is supposed to be set, but I can tell you that NFTs are all anyone can talk about. And that's why I'm excited to announce that I'm partnering with GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com to produce new, edgy, and epic ways for artists to copyright their work. For example, this picture of Ibruitus looks very similar to every other picture of Ibruitus you've ever seen. But did you know it has a string of numbers attached to it that do a thing? Excuse it's me? It's definitely not a bubble, Excuse but me. P- please invest there. Excuse me! Thank you. Um, you do not possess the uh, rights to my likeness. Uh, um... Yes, I- I'm very sorry to hear this, it appears that it was... It was taken without proper attribution, and... That's alright, just make sure you ask next time. Um, can we use your likeness then? No. Well, for other great images with numbers attached to them, visit GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com. Now, back to the podcast. La la la, da da da, go to sleep, little dragon. Do do do, do do do. 
Do you want to know something funny about uh, her Japanese name? It's not that funny because I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, I don't know if your trivia is the same as my trivia. So let's see. Elana's name in Japanese is uh, Elana, the Queen of Kigare. For anyone who's new to the podcast, they may not understand why <laughs> Kigara brings out such an emotional reaction in us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, because we actually have an expert, the great Master Miyazaki himself, who can explain it to us. Oh, hello. Uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki here. Being dragged away from my responsibilities as lead game designer and president of From Software to answer questions on a podcast that nobody listens to. Uh, and today's question... Better be the only fucking one. Is, uh, what is Kegare? So, uh, I recall there being a video about, uh, five or six years ago that explained the uh, Kegare in, uh, in detail and uh, it was by someone who was uh, <laughs> trying to make sense of Dark Souls 3's story. And I don't know what happened, I think he's dead. So, uh, Kagare is, uh, is a Japanese word, and it means filth uh, or corruption. And it means them in, in a physical sense and a spiritual sense. It's very hard to articulate in English. But uh, it's also important to remember that Kegare is the Japanese translation of my original script, which uses the term fucking nasty. It also says uh, to explain that Shelva is the underground city from Kingsfield 4. What the fuck is a Shelva? I didn't play this. The one with the flower girls whose asses are hanging out? That sounds like Yui. Please play my robot game. Back to the podcast. Wow! Thank you, Miyazaki! Yeah, he took time out of his very busy schedule making Armored Core 6 to come and talk to us. So sweet. I know. Yeah. Now, let's turn to the angelic outline. <sighs> Thank you. I promise I'll fix that soundboard in 2023. (laughs) So, Elana, the squalid queen. Mm -hmm. Where does she come from? Good question. Yes. She She comes comes from Manus. I was going to say that. Okay. Asa, (laughs) you look like you have something to say. I was wondering where Elana came from. (laughs) Well, from Manus, obviously. Oh, what an idiot I am. (laughs) Why does that sound work and not the angel? (laughs) (laughs) All all the queens come from Manus. They're little shards of Manus. Distinct little uh, personality quirks of his. Yeah. They attach themselves to the kings of Dark Souls 2 and then everything goes to hell. Or something goes to hell and then they go for the king as we found out last time. Hmm. Hmm. And... They represent different aspects of Manus, right? Yes. Which aspect of Manus does she represent? His anger. Corruption. Okay, well... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well that, that was really embarrassing. 
<laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Acer. So, Acer. Yes. Could you elaborate on why you said corruption? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Sophie probably doesn't see it because Sophie, not that great on lore. That's doesn't true. know what she's talking about. <laughs> Complete noob. <laughs> No, uh, it's more it's more thematic, I guess. Uh, anger is probably the aspect of manish uh, that Ilana embodies better. But on your channel, you've gone through this a thousand times. Like you have power from above, flows down, and then it stagnates at the bottom. And that's like the sunken city where it's this deep down in a deep cave covered in poison. And um, Ilana is sort of a manifestation of that. But she didn't used to be. She used to be more normal yeah and uh yeah that's where anger comes in well the, the, they describe it as like anger but there seems to be like a revenge aspect to it like she's she's not just like Durr! she's like angry about something that's like her whole motivation mm -hmm. yeah and if we look at the description of Saul of alana Saul of alana the squalid queen who rests beside the slumbering dragon of the eternal sanctum the Child of Dark accompanies the dragon, slowly amassing souls in anticipation of the coming day of vengeance. The wondrous soul of this augur of wrath can be used to acquire numerous souls or to create something of great worth. Mm -hmm. So here we see two important elements, a dragon and vengeance. Essential for any RPG, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we need to like step back a bit and talk about Shulva and like what Elana did in Shulva. So Shulva is called Shulva the Sanctum City. And it is somewhere that we reach via a weird warpy thing in the Rotten's arena. And you might think, well, where the hell is it then? But it, it kind of specifies through some of the item descriptions, like the placement of various assets, that this is like it may have been a long time ago, we're not sure how time is really working when we go there, but this is underneath what we know of as Black Gulch now. If you kept going down, like, presumably this is, like, literally this is below it, it may be caved in or something. And that's where the name, like, the Sunken King comes from, because he's the king of something that's sunk all the way down. Yeah. I looked this up in Japanese, and... His name in Japanese, like, they, they still call it the Sunken King because they still use the English names, but the way he's described is, like, he's the king of the bottommost depths, basically. He's, like, the king that is the farthest down. Also, uh, Shelva is called Shelva the Sanctum City. So Sanctum is somewhere that is... Secured. It's secured, it's sacred. And um, you might think, well, what's... Where is the Sanctum? What The Sanctum is actually, like, it's the area where we meet Ilana. And the sanctum takes the form of a gigantic mural that is sealing away this dragon called Sin. So the story behind this is actually that the reason it's called Shulva the Sanctum City is that this sanctum, this big wall, that was built a very long time ago. The dragon was already down there. And they basically built an entire city around this dragon to sort of contain it. So the Sanctum is actually it's keeping Sin pacified. And throughout the area, we encounter poison everywhere. And we also encounter these priestesses. They have a very low chance of dropping their tiara. But if you get it, it will tell you that the priestesses, their job was to sing 
to send the dragon to keep him pacified. So that singing is supposed to be keeping Sin pacified. They think it's keeping Sin pacified, but if you look into it, it says that, like, it's actually not clear if Sin was even aware of the singing. They were just sort of doing it. Mm-hmm. So, Elana herself looks a lot like one of these priestesses. Her design is very, very similar. So we can sort of assume from that that, like, Elana, when she started off, when she was queen of this place, she was probably, like, she was maybe the head of these priestesses. She was also trying to keep the dragon asleep. And Elana, when you meet her, she's also you can hear the singing coming from her room. And where she's positioned is she's positioned directly in front of that big mural. The dragon is behind it. So this is what we were getting at. Like she wasn't always like Elana, the queen of ruin, the queen of filth, the queen of Kigare. She was Elana. Presumably, like she was just like keeping the dragon there, like all the other priestesses were. So The reason there is all of this poison in Shelva is that a guy called Sir York heard about Sin, and he took his unit of knights, who were called the Drakeblood Knights, to Shelva, and they basically fought their way through the city, killed a whole lot of people, found Sin, and then York was like, I want dragon blood. This is something that's never really, like, developed, really built on. The the notion that, like, dragons themselves harbor some sort of, like, means of breaking the cycle of light and dark as they exist outside of it. That's something we actually talked about on the last Dark Souls 2 episode with Aldia. But regardless of his motivations, York wants dragon blood. He fights his way through the sunken city. May not have been sunken at the time. Kills a lot of people. It mentions him killing the sunken king. It's also possible the Sunken King died from poisoning later on because Aldia says he drowned in poison, so it's not clear. Does it say that he killed him, like, explicitly he took his sword to him, or did he kill him by releasing the poison? It just says after his defeat of the Sunken King, so Yorg, blah, blah, blah. So uh. it implies he did something. So after his defeat of the Sunken King, we'll keep the wording ambiguous. Well, didn't necessarily kill him. Well, he's dead. Yeah, well, no, what I mean, he may have defeated him, then went to uh, the slumbering dragon, unleashed the poison, and then the king dies because of the poison. Maybe. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it killed him. Maybe then the king survives a poison and just, like, dies of embarrassment. This is a professional podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, after his defeat of the sunken king, citation needed, (laughs) maybe this can link to, like, Yorg's defeat of the sunken king, and you go there and says this page doesn't exist yet. <laughs> no. There you go. So after that happens, mm. Yorg gets his spear and he shoves it in the side of Sin. And Sin wakes up and goes, What the bitch? And basically pukes everywhere. Oh my god. And Sin has over time absorbed all of this poison into his body. Yeah, from all those Japanese slippers, I think. Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) It's not clear if Sin was like a wholly benevolent thing or he just happened to get the poison. I'm very benevolent. You're super benevolent. (laughs) But there there is this interesting aspect to Sin where it's like, you can read Sin as a benevolent figure that like absorbed all the poison from the land to make Shelva like a, a, like a, a safe place to live. But 
they also at the same time they're like well they sung to sin but we don't know if sin was listening it's entirely possible that like they just worship this sleeping dragon and it, like it's just a dragon it doesn't care about them they just start worshiping it very sort of like kind of like the healing church and the great ones in bloodborne like here's just a weird thing this is very powerful it's our god now and it's like oh, i don't care yeah. So Sin has absorbed all this poison to his body. When he wakes up, he flies around and he vomits poison all over Shulva. And that is why everything in Shulva is poisonous. It wasn't always poisonous. And there is an interesting little motif in Shulva of trees and flowers. Yeah, let's talk about the little uh, tree. Uh, what's it called? The, the tree pagan, pagan tree. The pagan yeah, tree. Yeah, the pagan tree. Sin loves that thing. We're not talking thing about too. that tree just yet. Oh. Yeah, little little teaser. We do have a lot of content planned for the pagan tree, including a voice for it. But what I'm getting at is, like, throughout Shulva, there is this recurring imagery of trees and flowers. Like, there's the pagan tree, obviously, but, like, the, the priestesses, they have these, like, flower sort of headdresses on. Elana herself appears to be made out of, like, roots and bark that are going down into the soil. There's a lot of dried root healing items. There's a lot of balms you find in Shulva. So you get the impression that, like, actually at some point, Shulva probably had a lot of greenery in it. And when sin vomited all the poison out, it just killed all of the plants. It made the po- it made you cannot grow anything here anymore because it's so corrupted. So, Elana. Elana is very, very like loosely mentioned. They don't talk about her much, but basically, it says she is waiting with the dragon. Sin has gone back to sleep, and basically says she's waiting with the dragon. And she is biding her time and becoming more powerful until, like you mentioned, this day of vengeance. So my take on that whole thing is that it's her vengeance against the outside world. It's a vengeance against Yorg, who's dead at this point, but because of vengeance against the world, it's a vengeance against the Drake Blood Knights, it's a vengeance against their descendants, because they came and they destroyed her city. They mm. killed her husband. And she is just sitting there stewing. She's stewing in her anger because she is the anger of Manus. That's also very uh, curse the hunters. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's that. It's like she's become this. She's become twisted into a monster because of her own anger. So this is why, like, the form that she takes, she may not have looked like that initially. But yeah, like th- that's kind of the story of Alana. So when you meet her, she's just very, very, very angry at everything. And she actually says, like, you you are unworthy of the Maya when you meet her. She's like, you're not worthy of this place. I guess the thing about the, the, the DLC is, like, you because Nishandra herself, she's kind of one-dimensional. Aww, uh, well. No, I well, she's she's just sort of, like, manipulative and evil. Whereas, like, the, the three queens they had in the DLC is, like, none of them are really bad. They're not, like, wholly bad people. They do bad things, but it's, like... They're driven by, like, those emotions. They're driven by, like, anger. They're driven by, like, the, the longing that, like, someone like Nadali feels. She feels abandoned. Like, like, Alsana, she's, like, trying to, like, seal things away. Ilana is, like, she's, like, marinating in her own anger, but the anger comes from somewhere. She's not necessarily like that. Um, whereas, like, Nishandra, like, as far as we can tell from the beginning, she was always like, <laughs> 
she was the smallest fragment of yeah. madness and she longed for more and more power. But no, but that's the thing. Her motivation is she's longing for more power. Like that's sort of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like she had good intentions at some point and wanted more power because that she's she's I mean she's massively insecure and that makes her like do terrible things, basically. Alright. Yeah, but like the three queens they add in the DLCs, they are actually like in sort of like another timeline, they might have been like nice people. They're more sort of like connected to the world around them, I think. Like things went wrong that sort of made them into that. Whereas Nishandra was like lusting for power from the second she was conceived. So yeah, that's kind of like Elana as a character. Thank you, Sophie. So now I want to ask you some questions surrounding Elana that we may not have answers for in the game. But I'd like to hear the opinion of the two of you on it. So, Elana breaks off from Manus as a fragment. Yeah. What happens after? Assumably, she just drifts until she eventually kind of takes form. And then maybe she becomes a priestess that makes her Mm -hmm. way into the king's chambers. Or maybe, do we know, like, how she became a queen? Or is it just she... No, she's she's literally got, like, there's, like, two items that mention Elana in the whole game. And in a sense, she's not even really necessary to the story of Shulva, because you just really need Sin and York. Mm -hmm. Elana watches the story play out, and then she stews about it. But she's not really a player in the story until like we show up and she's like, you cut that out. And who is her king? The Sunken King. Can you tell me a little about him? I don't think there is much about him. You were saying earlier about how he's like the king of things that have sunken, like that rest really deep below. Yeah. Do you think Sholva was above surface once and then made its way down? I think it has to be because there's so much plant life reference to like, there'd have to be sun. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't work unless it was fungus, which it's not. I think it's significant that the pagan tree is in a cave. Cause if you think about like sin vomits, the poison, the poison falls from the sky and corrupts the land. But if you're in a cave, mm. then that'd be sheltered from the poisons. That's probably why the pagan tree survives. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there is a theory that the Rotten is the Sunken King, oh. or at least like a fragment of the Sunken King, because um, throughout Shulva, you see these little, they're like a recurring asset in the game. They're statues of like a woman that spits poison at you sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're sometimes trapped yeah. with poison arrows. Yeah. They're all over Shulva as well. And in the Rotten's intro cut scene, he's like trying to basically put one of them back together again. Like he's found this broken one he's trying to fix and he can't fix it. And he sort of gets like furious and starts smashing things. So like, there's this theory that like, he may not literally be like the sunken King was this thing or became this thing, but like, it's like a fragment of the sunken King in him that is making him sort of drawn to what their statues, but like the rotten is actually made out of a whole lot of people stuck together. So it's not really clear. Yeah. Just to get a little bit of history of Alana, the events that transpired with Sin and Poison, she was not really involved in that, you think? No. Um, basically, like, what happens is Yorg goes through the city, Yorg kills or is responsible for the death of, we're not quite sure, the Sunken King. That's Alana's husband. Then Yorg unleashes the poison all over the city by stabbing Sin. 
And then Ilana's goal is like, she's just sitting there and she's, because she's the anger, like, I believe the term is living rent free in your head. <laughs> like this whole thing is like obsessing her and she just, she's sitting in Dragon Sanctum. Mm-hmm. It says she's gathering souls, which I assume it means she's just becoming more powerful. She's just sitting there getting stronger and stronger so that one day she can come out and take revenge on the world that destroyed Shelba. So what do you think the revenge entails? Summoning Velstat and some pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's talk about Alana's boss fight. When we walk into the room, what happens? Alana's singing her little song. She's facing the big mural of the dragons. And then she turns to you and says, You were not deserving of the Maya. Mm-hmm. And could you please describe Alana? She's a sort of like zombie looking lady. It's not clear what's her dress and what's her body or if they're the same thing, but she has this sort of like dress made of roots and bark that extends downward. And um, she looks like she is made of rotting wood. She looks like she should be a character in Scorn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And let's talk about her attack patterns. She throws a lot of things at you. Yes, um, she throws a lot of projectiles and a lot of people at you. Yeah. Yeah, like she throws like the Chaos Storm. She throws Affinity. I looked it up earlier, but I don't remember by heart. I can tell I can tell this, and I can tell you don't know what any of those spells are, and you're just no, reading them. No, no. She throws Chaos Storm. <laughs> if you go to darksouls2.wiki.com. Mm-hmm. So that's wiki.com. Yes. <laughs> and you search for Alana. There's a page that tells everything about her. We don't even need to do this podcast, basically. That's true of everything we do. Sin discovers Wikipedia. So this is interesting. The attack patterns. <laughs> okay, you've just become like Lobos Jr. Okay, here's the attack patterns. <laughs> she can cast. Have you seen Alana in game before? Dark Orb, Chaos Storm, <laughs> Dark Storm, and Dark Hail. Your silence will only incriminate you further. Three when player is alone, four when there is a single phantom, and five when there are two phantoms. Did you test that? She can summon the Velstat, the Royal yeah. Ages. Yeah. This version will never power up, meaning he's restricted to physical attacks. She can summon three little piggies. I actually don't think Sin ever has fought this boss. (laughs) (laughs) And she can teleport near the player and attack with her wrathful axe or cast a dark orb. And finally, she attacks and melee with her axe up to three swing combos. She's very good at this. She's been practicing. Yeah, Yeah, and like you obviously know like the iframes on the combos and everything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You made it sound like she's just sitting there stewing. No, she's been practicing. She's been like thinking about this. She has her piggies. She has her combos. I think what was going to happen is that she was going to go out of that cave. Mm-hmm. She's in the cave, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
clearly you were too focused on the move set to notice that yes she is actually in a cave yes so she's gonna march out of that cave and literally kick everybody's butt one by one you know the problem with that what she can't mm-hmm. leave the room because it's only accessible from the outside oh my god aren't the, the stairs are also massively broken yeah <laughs> Okay, what I think is, I think she was in there and she has, like, a punching bag with Sir Yorg's face on it. And she's practicing her axe combos on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, th- I do think there is something notable about the boss fight, though. Um, not that Sin wasn't giving us a lot of value there. But that <laughs> she, uh, she, she's, she's pretty weak against magic. And yeah. from memory, there's some item or so- there's something in Shova. You can play, please verify this. That, that states that they've sort of stagnated uh, their development of their sorceries. Uh, anyway, the I think the point there is like she's she's down there and she's been completely isolated from the rest of the world for a really long time, and she's like stewing and just becoming this venomous personality. But then, if she were to try anything on the surface, like she's so completely out of the loop on where the rest of the world is that she'd probably have her ass handed to her if she did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She'd be like, a cell phone? What's that? Yeah. So Alana is the inspiration for the hit movie Blast from the Past starring Brendan Fraser. I love that movie. I somehow knew you would. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Hi, Sophie here. I just made a bit of a mistake, and that was likening the events of Crown of the Sunken King to the 1998 Brendan Fraser comedy, Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past is a movie that I've never seen, but am vaguely familiar with the premise of because I walked past the poster 22 years ago. But if Sin can get away with skimming wiki articles live, so can I. Uh, film focuses on uh, 31st uh... So yeah, Blast from the Past is a film about a man who never goes outside and is trapped living with his reactionary parents into his mid-thirties. They were definitely getting millennial teenagers prepared for adulthood. <laughs> the film received mixed reviews and did poorly at the box office. Back to the podcast. So Alana has three things she can summon when she's fighting you. She summons skeletons. The skeletons can poison you, so they're like... They, I guess they're like poison, like skeletons that sunk in the poison of Shelva. She also summons pigs. The pigs are very rare. They seem like a random joke thing. They probably are, but if you think about, like... She's like the queen of corrupt dead things. Like, maybe there's these pigs that are, like, you know, going around in the filth. Also possible that uh, the pigs were looking for truffles or something because it's Shelva. They apparently had quite a lot of vegetation at some point. The third thing she summons, and she summons it all the time when you think it would be the rare joke summon, but apparently not, is Velstad. And um, because of the way the game is structured, she can summon Velstad before you've actually met Velstad in game. Ah. So it's not even like this is Velstat's ghost, it's just Velstat. But it's okay because I know someone who can tell us exactly what the story behind Velstat is. Hi, Sophie here. 
After finishing Crown of the Sunken King, you probably have a lot of questions. Most importantly, why is Velstat there and why is he made of piss? Well, thankfully, I was able to slide into the DMs of Himbo Expert and Manus Fangirl Bubble and ask her exactly what the deal was. Here's her response. Raim is obviously a Sundere who's madly in love with Velstat and gets really, really mad when the latter doesn't get it. Why does Raim get so angry if we show up in Velstat's armor? None of the other enemies think we're Velstat. The answer is... Love makes you stupid. Very, very stupid. Raim takes a glance, sees a tiny man in a bell helmet and goes, Le gasp, Velstat, why are you here and why do you expect me to be happy? Take my second place! Raim needs a way to make Velstat jealous. So one day he snaps and says, I've got a sugar mommy, Nadalia the Bride of Ash. I'm leaving and never coming back. And Velstat turns to him and says, Bro, I have a sugar mommy too. Alana, the squalid queen. And she asks me for tips on how to get big titties. Consumed with rage, Rain leaves and buries himself below the ash, crying like a mole. Well, there you have it. It's as good an explanation as anyone can reasonably hope for for something that frankly makes no sense at all. Anyway, back to the podcast. And we actually have two people we can summon to fight her. So they're Benhard of Jugo yeah. and Steelheart Ellie. Mm. So they're both hearts. Oh, that's true. Oh. That is true. And what's their deal with Alana? Why would they want to fight her specifically? It literally, there's no explanation. No? Okay. Well, Benhart's a story character. Like, he's in the game. He's the guy with the Blue Moon Greatsword. He has a whole arc throughout the game, kind of. You follow him through to the giant memories and stuff, but he's just in Shulva. And Steelheart Alley is a character the DLCs do, and she's just in Shulva. Okay. Like, Steelheart Alley is in a bunch of places. She's absolutely worthless as a summon to the point where I wonder if she's a deliberate like troll <laughs> I love the I love the the guy who just turns into a barrel Maldron I love that guy Maldron is the single greatest NPC invasion in if not like history itself than at least Dark Souls history. <laughs> Maldron is so good and they never did anything like him again. Because Maldron is an NPC who is programmed to behave like a player who is trolling you. And he is the greatest <laughs> thing I have ever seen. He does all the gestures. He pretends to be a white phantom. He chameleons himself into objects and then tries to backstab you. Doesn't he drop those very good things too? Yeah, yeah. No, no, and he does this thing. The first time you meet him, he has the the ring that makes you look like a white phantom on, even though he's a red phantom. And he see, and he actually gestures toward you and says, like, does the follow me gesture and just runs. And if you follow him, all these enemies just come out and gank you. <laughs> he's, I love him so much. There isn't much I wouldn't do to be sure you might. What happens when we defeat poor Alana? 
The mural behind her splits and opens up. Mm-hmm. In a really dumb way. Because, like, the head of the dragon is, like, separated when the doors open. But, like, the, the, the neck of the dragon is partially, like, going from one door to the other. Why isn't the whole head of the dragon attached to one <laughs> well, door? Well, I gotta spell the T on this mural, okay? Okay. Okay, so first thing I want to point out is, like, the Japanese name for Shelva is not Shelva the Sanctum City. It's basically Shelva the City of the Holy Wall. And I think that is supposed to be the Holy Wall. It's, like, keeping... It's the same thing, like, Sanctum is where the dragon is Holy Wall, same thing. Now, the second thing is, as you recall, Sin, we talked about Aldia recently. Mm-hmm. You know in uh, the, the Shrine of Winter, there's that, like, weird relief, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the relief. Right, yeah. Now I am going to send you what the holy wall looks like. Whoa. It is the same image, but like the, the Shrine of Winter one is a 2D representation, and then this one is 3D. What does that mean? I I think like, because the thing about like Sunken King is there's a bunch of stuff in here that was for the base game and not used. Okay. Mm. And I actually think that wall was probably like initially made for dragon shrine or dragon area or something and um that's why like asa says like it opens in a really weird way because i don't think it was ever supposed to open you know mm-hmm. like i think it was just a wall and they're like oh we, we can use this for something i very strongly suspect that was for like the dragon areas in the base game but like if you want to know other stuff like the um the the imperfect they were a boss called earth dragon that wasn't used and the pagan tree was I'm not sure if it was the boss, but it was something to do with the um, shaded woods. It was meant to be like this possessed tree in the woods that was creating the fog. I don't know if you fought it or anything. But yeah, that's at least those two things Oh, are wait recycled. a minute. That's very much a... Uh, that's uh, like the Mist Noble in Sekiro. Yes, exactly. We got him. Also Dragon's Blood in Sekiro. Reusing content. He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. And yes, yeah, Sin is behind the wall. Cool. So Sin is... You've actually seen Sin before in the area. Twice. Twice, yeah. When you first enter, Sin is actually right before the bonfire. And uh, he flies off. And then when you go back down, like in the second half of Shelva, Sin flies along the bridge and like burns some soldiers for you. Um, similar to the Hellkite Drake in Dark Souls. So Sin's not actually confined to the Holy uh, Wall slash Sanctum area, but he's there when you go there. And when you meet him, he has Yorg's spear still stuck in him. Mm. Um, He has an interesting mechanic where, like, hitting exactly where the spear is does extra damage because it's, like, the the sort of, like, hole in his body. Yeah, you can damage him that way. He also massively degrades equipment as you use it because I think because he's so, like, corrupted that he just, like, rusts everything. And you also find Yorg's ring in that space on a corpse. Mm. So presumably, like, Yorg died when he stabbed Sin. Yeah. Yeah. He's another sad knight of Dark Souls. You know, they keep doing this for dragons. They did it for Calamy. They did it for Midir. It's this idea that you have this majestic creature that you need to sort of bring down by destroying its ability to fly or whatever, and then you can fight it properly. Sophie, do the outro. Asa, do the outro. Thank you. This has been uh, The Snack Covenant, episode 281, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Where we talked about the sunken city, but more importantly, Alana. Did you two know that when... What's his name? York? Is that the knight? Yorg. Yorg. 
Did you know that when York... Did you, did you know that when York went down there for the first time and he met the Sunken King, he told him that his waifu was trash and it was apt? It was what? <laughs> okay, that's the second failed attempt to end this on a joke. What? What is, what is the last word you said? I didn't understand it. Apt. What does that mean? Applicable. Like, it was very fitting. Because she's the queen of, like, filth and trash. Oh! Oh, yeah, uh, that's very funny, Acer. Thank you. <laughs> 2022 is off to a great start. You have reached the office of Hidetaka Miyazaki. When you hear the beep, hang the fuck up. Hello, Mr. Miyazaki? Y Yui's not answering? I, I rang him several times, but he's engaged? I, I noticed there was a big tree in Elden Ring. I was wondering if you'd settled on a final boss yet? C could you call me back? Thank you.